0: Do you know you really only have one job that is required of you to heal? What do you think that is? Is it eating right, detoxing toxins, thinking positively, taking supplements, exercising? While this one thing may be a simple answer, it's not always so easy to do. I have seen people to do this one thing over and over again with little to no success in their healing because they only do it on a surface level to truly move the needle in your healing, this one thing needs to be done both on surface and deep levels. Curious to know what this one thing is? In today's episode, I will review this one thing that is your number one job when healing. Are you ready to stop the overwhelm and frustration and instead simplify your healing? I'm your host, Jenny Peterson, a chronic illness coach who helps those with chronic symptoms identify and release the unconscious patterns that are blocking their healing. That's right. I take out all the fluff, the supplements, the diets, the detoxes, and teach you how to heal just using your mind. I never said that it's easy, but it can be simple. If you're serious about getting back your life and health, it's time to put focus on the one area that will help you get there, your own mind. Just a disclaimer, I am not a doctor. I am a coach that is training in GHK and GNM. I have worked with hundreds of clients successfully using this biological approach to healing. Take the information that I am sharing as you will and to your doctor if necessary. Now before I get to the goodies, let me first remind you about a couple of things. When you're experiencing chronic symptoms, it is what we call a hang in healing and GNM. When you are in a hanging healing, your brain and body are bouncing back and forth between feeling threatened, unsafe, and then safe again for a short period of time, only to go back to feel unsafe again. You are bouncing back and forth between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system outside of its normal rhythm. This back and forth action never allows the body to go through the healing phase completely, hence why it's called hanging healing, which is why symptoms remain. So based off of what I said here, did you guess what your number one job is when healing? I gave you the answer in a not-so-direct way. All right, here it is, the answer that you've been waiting for. Your number one job when healing symptoms is sending a message of safety to your brain and body. Biological law number one in GNM states that a conflict is registered on all three levels at one time, the psyche, brain, and organ— If the psyche sends a message of feeling unsafe, it affects everything. Once these areas get a message of safety, they no longer need to act out of survival. Remember our brains, number one priority is survival. That is how we are designed. So if we know this one simple thing, we can understand why our bodies are doing what they are doing. So how do you send a message of safety to your brain and body? Well, I categorize messages of safety in two ways, surface level and deep level. I'm going to talk about surface level first. I refer to surface level safety as in the moment work. It's what you do when old thought patterns or behaviors show up that send messages of not feeling safe. I'm going to give you some examples of what these are. And I want you to make the connections of when I say them of saying to yourself, yes, that's me or no, that's not me. And kind of add up all your yeses here. Okay. so the first one is rumination. This is where you're thinking about a symptom repeatedly. This may be a persistent thought or thoughts about your symptoms and result in you wanting to go research, read, think or learn more in order to get to the bottom of why you're feeling this way or the symptom is showing this way. So rumination is one of these old patterns. Is that you? Now, fearfulness of the past or future. This old pattern keeps you from operating in the present and causes you to remain living from the past experiences or future worries. Fearfulness of the past is all about uh, the connection to depression. Fearfulness of the future is all about anxiety. So we can see as our brains think the way that they do, they manifest these symptoms in the ways in which we're saying, if we're thinking about the past, it's leaving us depressed. If we're thinking about the future being scary, it's going to give us anxiety. It's all a survival reaction. So if you are this person, mark this down as a yes. Next one is body scanning. This can look like waking up in the morning and scanning your body for pain or for symptoms. And once you feel the symptoms, you may scan the rest of your body to try and determine or reason from the from experiencing this symptom you're going to go in all different directions. When you body scan, you're going to see one thing and then go to another thing. I used to do this a lot, like find just a spot on my skin and all of a sudden I had diagnosed myself with cancer (laughs) with just looking at one little spot on my skin. All right, so if that's you, another yes there. The next is searching your environment. When you experience a symptom, you may look around to find the cause of it. You may even look around you uh, at every place that you go into or room that you go into to see if there's you know, anything present there that may cause a symptom. For for me, in the past, this was, you know, the smelly plugins, you know, walking into somebody's house. Do they have any chemical candles or, you know, any chemical plugins? And if they do, you know, I'm going to avoid the area or, you know, if it was my mother, I'd maybe go unplug plug it or whatever, you know, so I was scanning the environment. So if that's you, mark that one down as well. And now complaining is another one, focusing on your symptoms, but then finding yourself excessively talking to others about how you feel About how they make you feel and how you have no control of them and how they ruin your life and everything else. You know, you just become a complaining machine. You're finding yourself complaining about your symptoms to anybody that will listen. If you do this, mark this one down as well. Obsessing about symptoms. You talk about your symptoms, you experience them, and they are the only things on your mind. You find yourself wanting to figure out why you experience them, which distracts you from the present moment and takes you into the past and just down big old rabbit holes. You're never in the present. You might be sitting someplace doing something, but while you're sitting there, you're still focusing on your symptoms. If that's you, mark that one down as well overthinking things. You find yourself frequently worrying about anything that comes up, no matter how small or big. And then you look at that situation and you turn it inside down and upside down. And you think about it for so long that by the time you literally pause for air, everyone else has moved on to doing something else or, you know, everyone else around you has already made their decision. You're still left there not knowing how to answer. Overthinking things is something if you're doing, mark that down as well. Going down the rabbit hole, you find yourself thinking about a symptom or or a situation and all of a sudden that is all you're thinking about. You think about it, talk about it, and find that it's all that you can focus on. If that's you, this is another one. Mark it down. Searching. Do you find yourself continuously searching for more answers, researching, being in groups, never sticking to one thing for a long period of time and just always Google, Google, Google? Uh, If this is you, mark that down as well as searching. Next one is thinking the worst. You are presented with something and immediately rather than thinking about all the great things that could happen, you focus on all the ways it could go wrong. This is you, mark that one down as well. Last one, fearing your symptoms. You see your symptoms as something that is wrong and you fear them or you fear what they possibly could be or what it's doing or whatever. You're telling yourself this is this symptom is bad rather than seeing your symptoms as being a good thing or giving it a different meaning. You see them as being bad and you fear them. If this is you, mark that down as well. So I just named a very, very common thinking patterns that those with chronic illness have. And each of these thought patterns are causing your psyche to be in a conflict state. So if you were following along and you marked down every time I said one of these and you just put down a line and a piece of paper of which ones you were, if you have two or more of these, you are constantly sending your brain and body a message that it is unsafe. They activate the sympathetic nervous system. They send messages of fear and not feeling safe to the brain and the body. And now your job is to stop these thoughts, which are well-traveled patterns in your brain. You have most likely trained yourself very well to think like this due to having chronic symptoms for a long period of time. It's now on autopilot. It's not something to blame yourself for, but it is reality. Because those patterns are going to be so strong, you have to be persistent with stopping them or what I call t-boning them. Every time they come up, you t-bone them with a thought or action that brings safety. The more you do this, the less and less these thoughts will happen and the more you'll be sending messages of safety to your brain and body. So what are some messages of safety you can do in these moments? You can smile. You can smile all day long. You can smile whenever you have any of these old thoughts that are coming in that aren't serving you. You could be smiling all day in that case, and that's okay. Um, As soon as you start to smile, there are biological changes within your brain and body. So smiling is the most powerful of this entire list that I'm giving you. Dancing is very helpful as well. If you smile and you dance at the same time, perfect. Even more. Listening to music. Listening to music, dancing, and smiling. Add them all together. I used to just turn on the music and just start dancing. Even if I felt like poo, I would do it just to do it. And by the time I was done with dancing or by the time I was done with that that song, I felt so different. So those three you could do all at one time. Uh, visualizing a happy future. Uh, anytime those old patterns show up like I just uh, mentioned, You can go to thinking about a happy future. What do you really want happening in your life? What do you want to see happening in the future? Not what you don't want to see, but what you do want to see. What is your happy future visualization look like uh, when you're healthy? What are you doing? What are some things that you hope to achieve or go and do once you feel, uh, once you get well? Watching funny movies is also a good one. Again, this laughing. Laughing is another one that biologically changes your brain and your body when you do it, much like smiling. You cannot create an environment of feeling scared or threatened when you are laughing and when you're smiling. Okay? So it definitely produces a good sense of safety to the rest of the body. So watching funny movies or listening to stand-up comedy all day long or having in the background is something that I did on a regular basis just to keep my mind in the right place. Uh, You can tell yourself, I trust my body, I am healing. So anytime these symptoms come up, rather than fearing them, because we know that symptoms are part of the healing phase, they actually mean that we are healing. And if this is something that is a strange concept to you, I suggest that you listen to previous episodes where I discuss that symptoms are nothing to fear. They are part of the healing process and the reason they're not going away is because we're not allowing the body to fully go through that healing phase. So when you experience a symptom or you find that you are, you know, distracted by the symptom or start worrying about it, repeat to yourself, create a mantra if you have to of I trust my body. I'm healing. It's okay. Something along those lines. Thank you body is another one. The last thing I suggest is is a suggestion that I have for you from one of our coaches who was a previous student. If you listen listened to Tania's story, she is also on another podcast episode of uh, how she came in with over 50 symptoms, bedridden and down to three foods. Her famous phrase is shut up, Fred. So whenever she would have these negative thoughts come in or that ruminating or fearing the symptoms, she used a lot of these other things for her uh, smiling and dancing was and future visualization was really uh, a big component to what she did. But she also used the phrase of shut up, Fred. So it doesn't have to be Fred. You can say whatever you want. But um, that is a phrase that she used and we often recommend to students is to say, shut up, Fred, because you really it's just another person basically talking to you. This is its running on autopilot and it's really up to you to T-bone it. And why not make it funny at the same time? Right. When you say shut up, Fred, (laughs) you can't help but chuckle a little bit. Right. So these are just a few examples and the ones that I like to recommend to most of my students to use in these moments of these old thinking patterns. And so this practice takes persistence. Doing this process takes persistence. Too many people give up too quickly with this. Most people that come into the MBR program, they have been thinking this way for many, many years, if not their entire life. So this is why support is so important when trying to do this. There are many times in the beginning of the program that students complain, quote unquote, this isn't working, or they feel like they are doing this all day long. Yes, it's not, though, that this isn't working. It's that you haven't done it long enough. The pattern has to be broken. Having someone there to remind you and hold you accountable to keep doing it makes a huge difference when this happens because most people at this point in the game, which it may feel like forever that this person has been doing this stopping of old thinking patterns, and it's really just a matter of a couple of weeks, but it feels like forever because you know they're doing it every day and day and day out, and they think it's just not working, there's someone on the other side to say, it is working, keep doing it. You're almost there versus quitting, which happens with a lot of people. The longer that you have had these patterns of thinking, the longer it may take because the pathway has been traveled so long. That doesn't mean that's the case for you, but in in some cases it is. Everybody's different on how fast they switch that switch in their brain. And just when you think, that, that old pathway is broken, your brain will test you to try and go back to old patterns. Again, another good time to have support to say, this is normal. We will continue moving forward with doing the work and it will eventually break for good. But here is the kicker. You will not heal by only working on surface level safety. It's only part of the solution. If this is all you do, it will feel like healing takes forever, and you may even get little to no results. This is what happens with a lot of people that do brain retraining programs. Most of those programs are surface-level work. I have people coming to me that have been doing brain retraining for years and have had maybe only 50% progress. That, to me, doesn't make sense. I don't like to use the word should, but in this case, I don't think healing should take this long. If you are doing the right work there should be results my program proves that when students work daily to overcome old thinking patterns and subconscious programs within six months they have their health back and symptoms are resolved that result comes from being persistent and being held accountable to doing the work daily now like i said creating this surface level safety will only take you so far your body will start moving into the healing phase for some of your symptoms just by shifting your thinking to messages of safety. But the piece that almost everyone misses is the deep level safety work. Deep level safety work is where messages of safety get taken to another level, a much deeper subconscious level. This is where we need to listen to your symptoms. Your symptoms tell us the type of unsafe messages that your brain and body are getting. So based off your symptoms, we use GHK, G&M to make these connections. Dr. Hammer laid it all out for us. We just have to put together the puzzle pieces. So here is an example. If someone has bladder issues, then that person has to find safety in setting boundaries because it is a boundary conflict. This person may need to speak up to someone or mark their territory. Setting boundaries is probably an area that this person has had a hard time with. So with the right guidance, this person would gain the confidence to set boundaries where needed, which would then send a message of safety to the brain and body, which then allows this area of the body to heal. Someone getting into our territory is a threat to our survival according to our old brain. So the body adapts to survive, but within that adaption process, we can see the message of what our body is trying to tell us. Our symptoms are always a message of the inner work that we need to do. Here's another example. Someone who has fibromyalgia. This is a self-devaluation conflict. So this means that a person is sending a message that they are not good enough. This could be from a particular situation, but most often this is a lifelong belief that a person has had. It's the most common conflict that I see. And it includes several body systems muscles, bones, and lymphatics. So to send a message of safety to the brain and body, a person would need to shift the way they talk and feel about themselves. This often includes working on memories that support this belief that they are not good enough, then shifting their mindset about themselves. This feeling or belief that I'm not good enough is a threat to our survival, according to our brain. If we are not good enough, we could be put in danger." Once a message of safety is sent, the brain and body will no longer need to adapt and the body will move into the healing phase. The deep level safety work is a major piece to healing. It's where the work that is required of you to heal gets tailored. We work on you, your specific patterns. Having the guidance of a GNM or GHK practitioner takes all the mystery out and really simplifies the process. Your symptoms tell you the inner work you need to do. Once you do that deep inner work, you will be set to handle life and anything that comes at you. If all you do is surface level work, when events happen or you get stressed, you will end up back in the same old place with symptoms. Your old patterns are going to continue going because they have not been addressed on a deep level. Surface level safety work gets you through the moment. Deep level safety work builds trust within yourself and empowers you to handle anything in life. Healing requires feeling safe, not just in the everyday moments with your thoughts, but in everything you do. Safety when you think about the future, safety in being yourself, safety in your choices, safety in setting boundaries, safety in the food you eat, safety in your body, safety in speaking up, safety in handling life, safety in being alone, safety in your ability to heal. All these messages of not feeling safe go beyond the present moment. They have been with you your entire life. Those are all patterns that are specific to you within the subconscious. No matter what has happened to you, it's now your job to create safety within your nervous system if you want to heal. I don't think I've ever used the word safety so many times in less than 30 minutes. Your ears should be ringing all day with safety. I actually hope, though, that they do for the sake of your healing. This needs to be your top priority, your number one job if you want to heal. I know it sounds easy to say, you just have to create safety to heal, but there are so many pieces to that. It's not just one thing. I have given you many examples of how to create safety in the moment with those negative thinking patterns that I know are so strong in your mind. Start there, but know that in order to heal, you must take it to the next level. The deep safety work. That is what I specialize in. And if you are ready to identify and resolve all those messages of unsafety that your body is telling you, I invite you to apply for the MBR program. This is my proven step-by-step coaching program that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be by cleaning up all the unconscious patterns that are blocking your healing. It's time to get your life and health back. And the MBR program can help you do that. The link for the application is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Please share with anyone that you know would benefit from this information and leave a review so others benefit from finding my podcast as well. Talk to you next time.